views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The following sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision. Time now for Eat Right with Laura. Here's Dr. Laura Rocco's. Welcome to Eat Right with Laura and happy Halloween, everyone. My name is Laura Rocco's and I am the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle strategy for disease prevention and health maintenance. I'm so bummed that I'm not out uh, handing out candy to my trick-or-treaters because I live in a perfect neighborhood for trick-or-treating. So uh, I guess uh, it's a sign that we'll soon be empty nesters. And uh, I guess that part of my life is behind me. But it was really fun looking at some of the old pictures of my kids in their Halloween costumes. So I hope you all are having a great time tonight. And since you're not trick-or-treating at my house, you're listening to me here on the show. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about me, you can visit me on the web at Eagle rock.com that's e-g-g-l-r-o-c-k.com uh, where you can either book an appointment i uh, just want to remind you that eagle rock nutrition accepts medicare medicaid and most forms of private health insurance and you can also peruse my Pinterest page where you'll learn a lot about healthy eating and some fitness fun. Uh, and if you've been missing some of the shows at Eat Right with Laura, you can navigate to the podcast right here at the station. So you can go to M wmtram.com that's wmtram.com and you can navigate to the features pull down drop down and then from there go to sound advice and then you can look for me and that's how you can find the pod, the shows that you may have missed that are podcasted so today is the last day of October so that means it's the last day of breast cancer awareness month uh, which I'm very sorry that I did not mention two weeks ago when the show was on um, Beat Cancer Before It Beats You and I did want to give my twin sister Mary a shout out for all of the work that she does for breast cancer awareness and Relay for Life. She attacks philanthropy the way she did her uh, full time job when she was a real careerist at IBM and HP. So um, um uh, I'd like to thank her for all her good work for breast cancer awareness. I also want to uh, apologize about the show last week. It was pre-recorded because I was attending a networking event that I really didn't want to miss. And I promised everyone that the show would be about aging, but we could not find the recording. So uh, I quickly switched to go back to the allergy topic. Uh, so if you missed that show, you got to uh, hear it live or semi-live. Uh, and if you didn't, if you if you um, if you heard it once then um, I'm sure it's a great topic to listen to again. Uh, and the reason why I picked that, the allergy topic at the last minute to replace the aging show that they couldn't find is because I really want to plant that seed in all of my listeners how important gut health is. When you have poor gut health, you are setting yourself up for just about everything and anything. And I really hope that that theme emerges as you continue to listen to my show. So tonight we're going to be talking about lowering cholesterol levels without using drugs. And I have to say that I think I know a thing about two, a thing or two about cholesterol. I did my Ph.D. thesis on cholesterol synthesis, and that was a real learning experience for me so long ago. And the reason why that topic was so hot at that time, this is like the early 90s, is because that was when the drugs for the statin drugs for lowering cholesterol had just come to the market. And these are pretty... Um, this is a pretty revolutionary kind of a drug. Um, and so why was, why was and is lowering cholesterol levels so important? Well, cholesterol is a biomarker or a sign that your arteries are narrowing. The arteries are collecting 
plaque, they're getting narrow, and the blood is having a hard time flowing through them, and this is what causes high blood pressure or hypertension. And I just like to uh, remind you or tell you that uh, Michael Brown, Michael Brown and Joseph Goldstein are the two scientists who proved that there is a connection between high cholesterol levels in the blood and atherosclerosis, which is the disease that describes narrowing of the arteries. And this finding was so important that they won a Nobel Prize for this discovery. And shortly after that Nobel Prize, this is when the, you know, pharmaceutical companies really launched the development of these statin-like drugs. So what are statins? So statins, so any drug, just about every major pharmaceutical company uh, makes their own statin. So statins are a class of drugs that inhibit an enzyme called HMG-CoA reductase. And in the process of inhibiting this enzyme, it inhibits, this is an enzyme that's critical for the synthesis of cholesterol. So in the process of inhibiting this enzyme, we can inhibit cholesterol biosynthesis, which is made in the liver. But we subsequently learned that not only do these statins inhibit cholesterol synthesis, but they also do something else. And that is that they increase the synthesis of these receptors called LDL receptors. So you all know that LDL cholesterol is the bad cholesterol. And a secondary mechanism, or really a primary mechanism for statins, is that they increase the number of LDL receptors receptors on the cell surface, which in turn removes LDL cholesterol from the blood. So it's almost like having a double mechanism. All right. So uh, when I when I gave my Ph.D. presentation, my dissertation presentation to the department at Rutgers, I started uh, the presentation by telling people that the reason why uh, these drugs were developed was to really target people who have very high cholesterol levels. All right. Levels. So everybody should have their cholesterol levels checked and you all should know what they are. I always tell my students to make sure that when they get their physical and they can't even come to school without the physical, that they know what their cholesterol levels are. So if your levels are in like the 300 or the 400 milligram per deciliter range. So let me remind you what those units are. Milligram per deciliter. If your cholesterol levels are between 300 and 400, uh, you, that's probably a sign, an indication that you have some kind of a genetic mutation that affects your ability to, cl- to clear cholesterol from the blood. And probably that reason is that you don't make enough LDL receptors. So basically what these statins do is they theoretically correct this genetic mutation. All right. So these drugs really were designed for people that have this genetic mutation, not necessarily intended for people that just happen to have somewhat elevated levels. So you want your cholesterol, total cholesterol to be below like 190 milligrams per deciliter, below 200. But if you're at that 200 milligram per deciliter range and above, uh, your primary care physician might recommend that you use a statin to get this down, to get those levels down. But really, is it really that necessary? Um, are you, is there an, an alternate way to lower your cholesterol levels? So why might you not want to take a statin? So also during my 
dissertation presentation, um, I talked about the side effects of some of these statins. So the first side effect, which is probably the most concerning, is that these drugs need, in order to be efficacious, they need to target the liver because that is where your cholesterol is made. And um, one of the side effects is that it can damage the liver, and a sign of a damaged liver is elevated uh, liver enzymes. And you know when you're experiencing some liver damage because you'll have profound muscle weakness. And in researching um, my project... I read some pretty concerning ad- anecdotes. I read stories about athletes who had to stop uh, exercising or do whatever that they were doing. Um, and I even, you know, know lots of people who said that the, the muscle pain was so severe that, that they had to stop taking them. And, and also at the time, the early, the early generation of statins also caused cataracts. Um, there were many other side effects, but these were the major ones. Uh, so my dissertation was not necessarily to develop uh, an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor that didn't have these side effects. My dissertation was to look at some other um, enzyme in the cholesterol biosynthesis pathway. So I'm not really going to talk about that. It was very interesting work. It was pioneering, um, but it was published. So if you want to learn about it, you can just Google my name and Google cholesterol and you'll find the papers that were published about my dissertation. Now, I want you to know that statins um, weren't, weren't and aren't the only drugs that are used to lower cholesterol. The first generation of drugs that were used to lower cholesterol levels were, uh, were fibrates and niacin. So let me just tell you what niacin is. So niacin is nothing more than a B vitamin, vitamin B3. So how does niacin work? So niacin is a coenzyme, like a little helper. So what it does is it helps you to metabolize nutrients, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. So it's a, a, a helper for fatty acid metabolism. So niacin helps you to metabolize Fats. So in the process of helping you do that, it helps you to lower your other kind of fatty acids, triglycerides. So it helps you to lower triglycerides and it also appears to raise levels of the good cholesterol. And the good cholesterol is HDL. So HDL stands for high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, and LDL is low-density lipoprotein cholesterol. All right, so, um, and the reason why HDL is the good cholesterol is because you have to think of it like a vacuum cleaner. Think of that H like a hoover. So what it does is it sucks the cholesterol from the blood and allows you to uh, excrete it from the body. So HDL is good and LDL not so good. So early generation of cholesterol lowering or lipid lowering drugs were niacin. The problem with the niacin, the early generation of niacin, is that it caused flushing it made your face red uh so now you know about 30 years later uh we actually understand the mechanism of flushing and we've designed uh analogs of niacin that don't cause the flushing anymore but since the statins are so much more effective at lowering cholesterol levels um most doctors uh don't prescribe niacin as a primary therapy for lowering cholesterol. Right, so uh, we've known for quite some time about these side effects of the statins. So that has perpetuated lots of research into alternate drugs, such as the one that I was working on back in the 90s. Um, but uh, 
the third generation of cholesterol-lowering drugs that uh, appears to be quite effective uh, is something called Zetia. So Zetia is a drug that's made by Merck, and what it basically is is a mixture of two drugs. It's a little bit of a statin, so a teeny tiny amount of the statin so that you're less light, likely to experience liver damage and muscle weakness with something that inhibits your body's ability to synthesize cholesterol. But the difference between, you know, a strong statin and Zetia is that even though Zetia is very effective at lowering cholesterol, ironically, it appears that the statins seem to show greater effects on mortality. So there's less deaths. And why is that? So that's interesting that two drugs, both lower cholesterol levels, uh, the, the Zetia possibly in some people does it even better, and yet the statins provide greater protection from um, cardiovascular events. So why is that? Uh, so it appears that the statins alternate also um, reduce inflammation. You know, and you all know that cardiovascular disease is a, an inflammatory disease. It's the silent killer. It's the, the kind of inflammation that doesn't hurt, per se, until you're in the throes of a heart attack. Um, so that's really interesting, and that's probably one of the reasons why Doctors are so eager to prescribe statins because not only do they want you to reap the benefit of lower cholesterol levels, but they're also curious to see if it can reduce um, overall inflammation. And uh, so I am I am going to be moving away from these drugs. I just wanted you to I just wanted my listeners tonight to be uh, very aware of uh the drugs that are on the market. Now, the fourth generation, all right, which is really new to the market, I would say just coming out to the market in 2015, are something called P as in Peter, C as in Charles, S as in Sam, K as in Karen, 9. PCSK9 inhibitors, also a project that I worked on for a very long time, a super challenging project. So there are these PCSK9 inhibitors that have come to the market. They are biologic drugs, meaning they're not small molecules. They are monoclonal antibodies that bind to PCSK9. So what do these drugs do? So these drugs promote the breakdown of LDL cholesterol. So they help your body clear uh, LDL, the bad cholesterol, from your body faster. So I'd be very curious to know if any of my listeners have been prescribed PCSK9 inhibitors. So uh, I forgot to mention the call-in number, so I would love for anyone listening tonight to call in, ask me a question about these drugs. The call-in number is 973-267-WMTR. That's 973-267-9687. All right, so uh, anybody that has a question regarding their own cholesterol levels, meds that they're taking, feel free to call in tonight. All right, so we have all these drugs, but I would say that just about all of my patients would rather not be taking any drugs. They'd rather not have to run the risk of damage to their liver or any of these other side effects. So is there really something that can be done? So like I said, if you have a genetic mutation, such as a defect in your ability to make LDL receptors that leads, leads your cholesterol levels to run into the 300 or the 400 range, you may be wedded to taking statins. However, if this is not your profile, uh, you probably would do well to manage your diet and your lifestyle. So a few things that I look for are, number one, have your cholesterol levels been going up and up and up and up, all right? So if they're continuously increasing, that's probably not a good sign. Um, or if you already have high blood pressure, 
if your blood pressure is high, that is a sign that your arteries are narrowing. You are at risk for atherosclerosis, and um, you will have to work very, very hard to reverse that narrowing of the arteries. So in those cases, I would definitely, you know, encourage you to work with your doctor. I am not a medical professional. I'm a nutritionist. So work with your doctor to address that while I, at the same time, can help you work on diet and lifestyle. So what are some of the dietary interventions that you can take to lower cholesterol? So cholesterol is made in the liver. It's made in the bile. So bile is made in the liver, and in that bile is where your cholesterol is. All right, so when you have a diet that's high in fiber, the fiber binds to the bile and promotes excretion of the cholesterol from the body. So what are the foods that are high in fiber? Um, So here are like my top 12 foods that are high in fiber. So number one is green peas. All right. Uh, Number two is broccoli, which is one of my superfood favorite foods. Uh, Number three are figs. Um, Number four. Four is berries, all kinds of berries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. Um, number five, this is obvious, anything with bran, bran flakes, bran anything. Um, so bran flakes. Um, number six are other kinds of legumes like beans and lentils. So if you come to the office, if you have an appointment, you'll probably go home with all kinds of recipes using beans and lentils. I really push those um, for, for most of my patients, not for everyone, but for most of them. All right. Number eight is artichokes because number seven was lentils. Number eight is artichokes. Um, number And I loved my neighbor across the street, Sue. She made the best artichokes, stuffed artichoke. Um, number nine is avocados, another superfood, healthy fat, uh, good for you. Uh, number ten are pears, and I probably throw in there um, apples. Apples and pears are very high in fiber, and the fiber in the apples and the pears delays the absorption of the blood sugar. So when you have lots of fiber in your diet, your blood sugar is well-regulated. That's a topic for another day. Um, number 11 is brown rice. All right, so um, that's my alternate to to white rice. All right, so uh, there you go. That's about 11 different kinds of high-fiber foods. So if you were taking notes, good for you. And if not, you can go back and listen to the podcast. All right, now there's another thing that you should be adding to your diet to lower cholesterol levels, and that is something called a plant-based functional ingredient food called phytosterols. So cholesterol is a sterol, and when you consume fruits and vegetables that are high in phytosterols, they will compete with cholesterol for uh binding, right, to cholesterol receptors so that you can um, lower your cholesterol levels. So what are some foods that are high in phytosterols? All right, number one is lettuce, believe it or not. So how hard is that to add lettuce to your to your diet. And if you come to the office at Eagle Rock Nutrition, you will go home with a shopping bag full of lettuce freshly harvested from the tower garden that's in the reception room. All right. Number two are capers, uh, which uh, taste really good in certain dishes. Those are those little round um, fishy balls that taste really good. A little salty, though. So uh, if you're managing your sodium, just beware of that. All right, number three is rice bran. Number four is cucumbers, uh, which make everything taste good. I love cucumbers. Really good for you in so many ways. Um, number number five is anything from a plant seed, like seeds, like if you come to the office, I will recommend a product that actually has tomato seed extract, 
pomegranate seed extract and something called uh, buckthorn berry seed extract. Uh, also, uh, next thing that's high in phytosterols in the category of seeds are sesame seeds, uh, asparagus, and beet greens. And um, if you Add your name to the Eagle Rock Nutrition Distribution List. We will make sure that you get invited to our cooking classes because we had an awesome class on cooking with beets and beet greens. And believe it or not, beet greens are really useful if you like to make green juices. So come to Eagle Rock Nutrition and we'll teach you how to do that. And I'll give you some recipes for some really good green juices. You know, the kids make fun of me, but when you know, I show you how to make them, uh, you realize just how good they taste and how great they are for you. So lower your cholesterol levels naturally with foods that are high in fiber and foods that are high in phytosterols. How much fiber do you need? Some Roughly between 25 and 35 grams of fiber per day, depending if you're male or female. Now, um, because I'm a healthcare professional uh, and I'm in the biz, uh, if you come to the office, I may also recommend some medical foods. Like if you show me your blood work and your cholesterol and your triglyceride levels are elevated, I might recommend a medical food, which is like a protein powder that is crafted uniquely with these fibrous foods and phytosterols to effectively help you lower your cholesterol and triglycerides. I may even recommend doing um, a liver detox. I mean, if cholesterol is made in the liver, then we really want to make sure that your liver is as healthy as possible, and I can show you uh, how to do that. Now, I will tell you that. Because, so everybody knows that I teach nutrition, but I also teach a class called Nutrigenomics, which is now how, which is how nutrients affect your genes. And uh, in this class, I talk about some of the genes that are culpable in uh, increasing your risk for cardiovascular disease. And so... I may not get, I will not go into all the details, but um, this dietary intervention doesn't always work for everyone, so I can't promise you miracles, and that is because uh, we all harbor different um, single nucleotide polymorphisms, SNPs or SNPs, single nucleotide polymorphisms that may increase or decrease your um, risk factors for cardiovascular disease so that certain dietary interventions might not have the effect that you're looking for. But if you come to the office, you come see me, we can talk. We can talk about some of these SNPs in detail to see if you're a good candidate for this kind of dietary intervention strategy. So uh, MK is already giving me the uh, the two-minute warning. So when we come back, I'll talk about some other strategies that can also be used for lowering cholesterol levels and also strategies for lowering triglycerides. So if you heard anything so far that piqued your curiosity, or if you'd like to share your experience, your own experience in this arena, uh, feel free to call us at 973-267-WMTR. That's 973-267-9687. Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocco's at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health. 
off and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. Rell also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppice and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings as well as their annual conference, The Power of Connections, scheduled for November 3rd to the 5th at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. For more information, please visit ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen.com. Amy Grossman is a member of ETT Women and an independent associate with ASEA Cellular Health. All health begins at the cellular level. As we age and deal with illness, stress, and environmental toxins, our cells start to break down. ASEA Liquid Supplement contains cellular messengers that help protect, rejuvenate, and keep cells functioning at their optimal level. In a study done by an independent genetics lab, ASEA was shown to turn on specific genetic pathways that improve immune system health, modulate hormone balance, improve gut health, and help maintain cardiovascular health and arterial elasticity. To learn how to improve and protect your health, call Amy at 732-876-3163. Check out dining deals at WMTRAM.com to purchase half-price certificates to some of New Jersey's best restaurants. This week, we feature the Tilted Kilt, just off the Route 46 East Service Road in Wayne. Come to the Tilted Kilt for happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And reverse happy hour from 10 p.m. till close. It's a great place to watch all of the NFL games and UFC events on over 40 big screen TVs. Burger lovers need to try the Tilted Kilt's Wicked Boston Burger with Sam Adams Lager Caramelized Onion Relish. Or try their delicious pulled pork mac and cheese with white and yellow cheddar and shoestring onions. At the Tilted Kilt, you're guaranteed a good meal and a great time. And now, you could try the Tilted Kilt in Wayne for half rice with a dining deal certificate. Certificates also valid at their locations in Bloomfield and East Brunswick. Get $100 in certificates for just $50 with dining deals at WM. Broadcasting live from the Hilltop Nissan Studios, Classic Oldies, WMTR Morristown, a Beasley Media Group station. Welcome back to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Roccos, and happy Halloween, everyone. Um, We are continuing our topic on lowering cholesterol levels without drugs. So what is something else that you can try to uh, use uh, homeopathically or holistically to lower your cholesterol and triglyceride levels? Um, So... I am very focused on planting that seed about the importance of gut health, and it's always a good idea to take a really good probiotic if you do not have good gut health. If you're someone that does not have a regular bowel or if you're constantly bloated, that's probably a sign that you need to take a probiotic. The bacteria that live in your gut, They can help you regulate your lipid levels. They help to regulate your blood sugar. uh, And there's no downside to taking a probiotic. I love probiotics because there are no... Uh, no adverse effects or there's no contraindications for a probiotic. Uh, depend, there are some strains that might um, impact you in, in a good or bad way. But if you ask, if you come to Eagle Rock Nutrition and we do a health history on you, I'm pretty sure I could figure out what strain is right for you. All right. So uh, I do want to talk about triglycerides. Um, so Let me just tell you the difference between cholesterol and triglycerides, which are the two lipids that your doctor will measure from your blood when you go in for your physical. So cholesterol is something that's made in the liver, right? And it's part of your cell membrane. Cholesterol is very important. It allows your cells to be mobile, 
it's hard to describe this without you looking at my hands, but it, it's something that allows your cells to communicate with one another. So it is actually really important. But you make all, you know, you make enough cholesterol. You make plenty of cholesterol. You don't really need it from your diet. You know, you can eliminate it from your diet because you make cholesterol. But if you don't make enough cholesterol, your cells will not be happy and your cells will not be healthy. And that's possibly, this is pure conjecture, but I have a hypothesis that um, some people who take statins that inhibits their you know cholesterol levels in the brain so statins are meant to be to function in the liver they're not supposed to penetrate the blood brain barrier they're not supposed to get into the brain but in some people say people that drink a lot of alcohol which is a solvent um that might enable the statins from penetrating the penetrating the brain and inhibiting cholesterol synthesis in the brain, we find that certain individuals that take statins um, display some dementia-like behavior. And that's probably, that could be due to a reduction in cholesterol synthesis in the brain. So you need to have some. So that's a little factoid about cholesterol that you may not have known. I want to talk about triglycerides. So triglycerides are your main storage form of fat. Those are the fatty acids that are all over your body. All right, so that's your fat. All right, so how do you lower triglycerides? Uh, well, if you were, if I was giving this lecture to my students, I'd be asking them as a, a question, and I'd say, for this prize, answer this question. All right, so triglycerides are your body's main storage form of fatty acids. So obviously, weight loss is going to help you help you lower your triglycerides. All right, so exercise. Can't say enough good things about exercise. And when it comes to exercise, yes, I want everybody to walk. I want everybody to run on a treadmill. I want everybody to go to spin class and uh, do elliptical trainer. But while I love those kinds of exercises, those exercises are not really going to impact your metabolism as much as weight-bearing exercise. So I am all about weight-bearing exercise. And if you go to my website, you go to the Pinterest page, and you go to Fitness Fun, you will see tons and tons of uh, exercise plans for doing weight-bearing exercise. I'm all about high-intensity interval training. That's H-I-I-T, HIT. I'm all about boot camp, anything using um, weights. I'm sorry, Ruben, for not coming to uh, just pump it this morning. I just wasn't feeling the love, so I went running instead. But uh, do it in any exercises to build muscle. My top six exercises are push-ups, planks, burpees, do my 10-day burpee challenge, uh, mountain climbers, squats and lunges with and without weights in your hands, um, and and then of course jumping jacks, uh, so that to get your heart rate up. All right, so all of these things are going to help you build muscle, and when you build muscle, what you're basically doing is converting fat to muscle. That's another way to lower your triglycerides. Also, uh, you know, statins can also uh, lower triglycerides. If you have elevated triglycerides, your doctor may uh, prescribe statins for you, but do you really want to do that? Uh, something that I prefer that's more holistic is to take omega-3 fatty acids. All right, so omega-3 fatty acids, examples are the, of these are DHA and EPA. So these are a kind of polyunsaturated fatty acid that are good for you. All right, these are essential fatty acids, meaning that you must get them in your diet. Your body does not make DHA and EPA. So the richest sources of DHA and EPA are fatty fish, 
specifically sardines and anchovies. So if you take an omega-3 supplement, it's probably made from sardines and anchovies. All right, so... and. Um, what's interesting here, I'm going to teach you something new that you may not have known before. So omega-3, I always talk about phytochemicals from plants. Well, omega-3 is a zoo chemical from an animal. So phytochemicals are nutrients made by plant to make you healthy. Well, a zoo chemical is a chemical made by animals, right, uh, that make you healthy. Another example would be probiotics found in yogurt, right? So that's an example. But uh, the, the omega-3 is a zoo chemical. So if you are, however, if you are a vegan or a vegetarian, you might want a non-animal-based source of omega-3. All right, and what would that be? That could be flax seeds or flaxseed oil, uh, or it can be algae, which is basically pond scum. So algae is what the fish eat so that they can make the omega-3. So algal extracts are an excellent source of omega-3. So why are these omega-3s so great and why do most uh, holistic healthcare practitioners recommend them uh, is because the data uh, unequivocally shows that they are anti-inflammatory. Omega-3s like DHA and EPA reduce inflammation in so many ways and just to prove to you how critical these components are one of my last projects in the pharmaceutical industry was to develop a DHA analog and we had hordes of biologists and chemists working on this project and let me tell you if it was not a compelling project we would not have reserved so many resources to developing a DHA analog and I have to tell you that the experiments were really hard to do it was the most complicated thing or one of the most complicated projects that I'd ever worked on and the whole time as I'm thinking about do I really want to be doing this the whole time I'm just thinking why don't we just take the DHA why are we all spinning our wheels looking for an analog when there's so much of it to be had in our diet um, so if you actually attend my lectures on inflammation and immunity, I share with you a graph that shows that consumption of omega-3 fatty acids is more effective at reducing uh, overall incidence of deaths and all causes of disease more than of pharmaceutical strategies. So that's how effective o- omega-3 fatty acids can be. And if you come to the office, I could recommend um, a really good one, one that will be just right for you. Now, there's something else. While we're on the topic of omega-3 fatty acids, uh, there's something else that I wanted to talk about. All right, so... Uh, Omega-3 fatty acids reduce the inflammation. Inflammation from anything, even like, you know, an injury. All right, so they're anti-inflammatory. A cardiovascular disease is an inflammatory disease. So, of course, if you have any cardiovascular disease, you want to be taking an omega-3 fatty acid. So they reduce the inflammation. But if you have an inflammation, that means that you need to heal your body. Your body needs to heal from a healthcare condition or an assault, a bodily assault. So once the inflammation goes down, you need to heal. So how does your body heal itself? Your body makes something called resolvins. And uh, something that I read about today is something called protectins. But uh, resolvins are quite intriguing. All right, resolvins help you to heal. All right, and we find resolvins in um, uh, fish oil extracts. Uh, so one of the things that I prescribe in my office are resolvins called 
specialized pro-resolving mediators. So I have to remind myself to bring that up with one of my my newfound friends who called the office today. I have to remember to uh, talk, uh, tell him about resolvins. So uh, resolvins are really interesting because they expedite the healing. Without them, your body will heal on its own, but when you take them, your body will heal faster. And I find that when I take resolvins, before I go to bed, you know, if I have a really hard workout, I'll wake up feeling like a new person. All right. And something that I read today, I found an awesome article today uh, where uh, it mentioned that, you know, so people that at, are at high risk for atherosclerosis, which is something that leads to stroke, right, these people tend to be defeated efficient in the production of resolvins. So if you have if you've had a stroke or if you're at risk of a stroke, you may want to take a resolvin. So go on the website eaglerock.com and um, make an appointment or just send me an inquiry, that's all, uh, and I can show you how to find these um, on your own. All right? So uh so Resolvins definitely good for people with elevated cholesterol and triglyceride levels. Uh, those two things increase your risk for uh, atherosclerosis, and um, this is just something that I highly recommend. All right, now I want to talk about something else. All right, so while we're on this topic of you know people that are deficient in making resolvins, I also want to talk about people who are seemingly fit and yet still have cardiovascular events. All right, for example, uh, Jim Fix, probably one of the most famous runners in the world, um, had a heart attack at the age. He was younger than me, you know, uh, you know, in his early 50s, uh, had, had uh, you know, a, a died of a heart attack um don't know his name but uh the guy who was the um the coach for the montclair kimberly track team great track team great guy he also had a heart attack and then there's um the guy who was the uh one of the personal trainers for the biggest loser um, he also had a heart attack. Uh, he didn't die, but he had a really bad heart attack. So why are these, why are these people who are seemingly fit, um, having cardiovascular events? And I'll just throw in there for hahas, my favorite run, runner, Greta Weitz, who, uh, this is somewhat related. She, uh, died of cancer at a young age. But this is related. So why are these people experiencing this? All right. So when you're very, very athletic, right, when you're very athletic, you produce a lot of energy. And a side product of energy production, which is ATP, ATP is energy, all right, are a side product of energy production uh, is free radicals. Uh, such an angry sounding term, free radicals. So what do free radicals do? Free radicals oxidize LDL cholesterol. So I've been saying all night that LDL cholesterol is the bad cholesterol, but it's not really bad until it becomes oxidized. And then once the LDL cholesterol becomes oxidized, it becomes foamy. All right. And then the foamy gets eaten by something called macrophages. And then that just makes it worse. And that's how you end up with a plaque. And the plaque just gets bigger and bigger. And then the plaque breaks off and it travels through your bloodstream. And if it clogs an artery in your heart, you'll have a heart attack. And if it clogs an artery in your brain, you'll have a stroke. All right. So. The problem is that all these free radicals in these athletes are oxidizing the LDL cholesterol and setting them up for a, a, a cardiovascular event 
even when their total cholesterol levels may be normal. All right. So in these cases, all right, athletes must understand just how important it is to have loads and loads of antioxidants in your diet. You need to eat more plant-based foods and more foods with antioxidants like blueberries, which are off the chart in antioxidants. All right. That even includes, if this makes you happy, uh, pure cocoa, so chocolate, not sugary chocolate. I mean, something that's very, has a very high cocoa or cacao content. All right. Um, and why did I even me- me- mention Greta Weitz? Well, she had a cancer. All right. And cancer is caused by damage to your DNA. And when you make a lot of free radicals, you damage your DNA and damaged DNA sets you up for increased risk for cancer. So she also needs to be paying very close attention to her diet with more plant based foods and uh, fruits and vegetables that are high in antioxidants. Um, Something else that you can also do holistically to lower your LDL cholesterol, so I I broached this topic uh, earlier, is to try to raise your HDL. So raise the good cholesterol. So how can we do that? So this will make you happy. Uh, Red wine, so something called resveratrol, uh, which is an antioxidant in red wine, uh, has been shown to raise HDL levels. And I'll never forget in 1993, January of 1993, one of my professors during my dissertation presentation, uh, the news just came out that red wine lowers cholesterol levels. We didn't really know about this di- differentiation at the time between LDL and HDL. So I was asked, do you think that this is a good strategy for lowering cholesterol levels? And um, my answer was not really. All right. Because, um, you know, it is it's. You know, one to two glasses of red wine a day, one glass if you're a woman, two if you're a male. The problem is that who really sticks to these low levels of alcohol consumption? And you really could reverse the benefit by overdoing it with alcohol. So I didn't have a detailed answer. I just said... I'm not going to endorse that strategy. I didn't know why, but it just didn't seem like a good idea at the time. And I do tell my my audiences this, that while red wine will raise your HDL levels and subsequently lower LDL, all right, if you don't drink at all, you know, no reason to start. There's lots of other ways to lower your cholesterol levels. Um, the other thing that I endorse is, you know, exercise, just don't overdo it. I want you to exercise just enough to build muscle so that you can convert some of that fat to muscle and lower your triglycerides. Now, something that's really interesting and a little anecdotal is that um, spent a lot of time uh, watching my colleagues, because I never actually worked on this project, develop drugs to raise HDL levels. All right. And so while there were quite a few drugs that were successfully developed that successfully raised HDL levels, the drugs never improved cardiovascular health. All right. So we have subsequently learned that the only way to raise HDL levels in a manner that will produce improved cardiovascular health is through exercise. And I do see this in my fit patients, uh, my fit patients that are muscular, not overly muscular, just, you know, they can do a couple of push-ups, right, or a two-minute plank. My patients that can do a two-minute plank and are not overweight, they are the patients that tend to have high HDL and they have um, uh, low triglycerides because they have low body fat. But they don't always have low cholesterol levels. And 
I am guilty of this. So I've always known that my cholesterol levels, while not in the danger zone, are higher than I thought they would be for someone who is fit. But, boy, did I have a wake-up call yesterday. I uh, had my eyes examined because it was my annual eye exam. And my doctor, Dr. Fiore, I love her to death, been seeing her forever. She looks at my eyes and says, do you have high cholesterol? And I said, as a matter of fact, I actually do. Right? She said, because I could see fat deposits in your eye. And so that was quite the wake-up call. So uh, I am now preaching to myself, all right? So I am really going to reassess my diet. I don't think I could possibly add any more exercise to my regimen, but really giving my own diet a very deep dive and following my own guidance more carefully. I have to say that I probably do eat more saturated fat than I would really like. So I do want people to know that the cholesterol in eggs, in the yolk of an egg, is really not the key driver of cholesterol. It's overconsumption of saturated fat from animals. So overconsumption of saturated fat and overconsumption of trans fats from processed foods and just overconsumption of carbohydrates that leads your body to overproduce um, cholesterol. All right, that's the key driver, not really the cholesterol in the eggs. All right. So uh, I think I have two minutes, not one minute. So MK is giving me the one minute or warning, and I'm pushing back saying I have at least two more minutes to go. So, uh, and I was just about to say something super important. So um, I guess what do I want to say about you? So definitely less, so so pull back on the saturated fat and really replace that with plants. MK, you made me lose my train of thought about my own my own strategy for lowering my own cholesterol levels so just uh really reassess really going to reassess my own diet and let's see what my blood levels look like three months from now um all right so next week uh, i'm sort of well next week we're going to continue this discussion because next week we're going to talk about hypertension high blood pressure and i will remind you all that heart disease is the number one killer in the united states so certainly a super important topic to talk about all right so uh if you want to revisit my show go back to the podcast on the wmtram.com website uh if you want to engage me some more go to my website eaglerock.com e-g-g-l-r-o-c-k.com and so thank mk for being my wing gal back there and today i'd like to thank ashley mann who is the producer of my show who um, found me and invited me to be a part of the MTR, the WMTR family, had lunch with her today. It's so much fun. So uh, thanks, Ashley. I wish you uh, well on your trip this week, and I will see you all next week when we talk about hypertension. Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocco's at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health. 
health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppice and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings, as well as their annual conference, The Power of Connections, scheduled for November 3rd to the 5th at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. For more information, please visit ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen.com. Amy Grossman is a member of ETT Women and an independent associate with ASEA Cellular Health. All health begins at the cellular level. As we age and deal with illness, stress, and environmental toxins, our cells start to break down. ASEA Liquid Supplement contains cellular messengers that help protect, rejuvenate, and keep cells functioning at their optimal level. In a study done by an independent genetics lab, ASEA was shown to turn on specific genetic pathways that improve immune system health, modulate hormone balance, improve gut health, and help maintain cardiovascular health and arterial elasticity. To learn how to improve and protect your health, call Amy at 732-876-3163. Do you like winning prizes? Who doesn't? Well, we made it real easy for you. Tell me more. It's the WMTR Cool Clubs Look for Your Name Contest. Hit WMTRAM.com. Click on the Cool Club section and sign up right now. Then what? Check the Look for Your Name section of our website every week. If your name is there, you want a prize. Gee, that couldn't be easier. You're right. It's the easiest contest we can think of. Sign up now at WMTRAM.com. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The preceding sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision.